Drive Time on RT Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. Protect your family's future with life cover from Zurich. Talk to a financial broker to find out more. Now, a warning that this next item contains some uh, disturbing themes and may not be suitable for uh, younger listeners. A 52-year-old man who raped and abused a five-year-old girl and her three-and-a-half-year-old brother has been sentenced to 19 years in jail. The children's mother, who took part in and facilitated the abuse, was jailed for 14 years. Now, we're going to get some reaction now to uh, this story uh, from the Children at Risk Ireland, which uh, provides therapy and support to people impacted by child sexual abuse. Uh, Emer O'Neill, uh, good evening to you. Good evening, Cormac. How are you? Not too bad, thank you. You're National Head of Therapy with uh, Carrie, isn't that right? Can I get your reaction yes, I am. Uh, to the sentences today? <clears throat> Um, do you know what I've been thinking about that? I think um, it's about time we are, we need to take uh, child sexual abuse really, really seriously. And I'm glad to see with the sentencing today that um, they are taking um, child sexual abuse seriously. Uh, they are lengthy sentences. Um, c- can I ask you, though, about what the judge said today? Uh, he expresses sincere admiration for the fortitude of the children at the centre of this case. Now, um, if those children are listening to us this evening... Um, what what do you what would your message to them be? Um, do you know what? It's about children having their voices and being able to talk to people and for them to be heard. And I think from this, they were heard um, and they were heard by the court and they were heard by people around them and they were heard by the foster families that they're living with. And I think that is absolutely wonderful. Children's voices need to be heard here in Ireland, especially around the impact of child sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. You'd also hope that the, the children themselves believe that they got justice uh, here. Um, but you, you deal with cases like this, but this is involving um, a, a, a parent abusing their, old chi- their own child or facilitating it at least. I mean, is there a, is there a particular character to the trauma experienced by, by the victims of this crime? Um, well, we know that um, 80% of children um, who have been impacted by child sexual abuse have been abused by someone that they know. Um, and we know that the impact you know, can range for so many different symptoms to children not being able to sleep, um, flashbacks, images, you know, behavioural issues, not being able to form relationships, um, not trusting people and feeling very, very unsafe. And even when they're safe, they can still feel really, really unsafe in the world. Um, they um, can be really, really upset, not being able to regulate their own feelings. Um, and even when you heard, I think that the, one of the children had spoken about, you know, her head and um, having all these feelings in her head. I think it's really important that um, children who are impacted by child sexual abuse um, have a space where they can work out these experiences and um, express the feelings um, that they feel um, from what's happened to them. How do you um, approach therapy in situations like this, Emer? 
So I suppose, look, we are the only national charity um, that specialise um, in this area. And we work with ages from three right up to 18. Um, and it's really important that we take things where the child's at, their pace. So they come into us and it can take it can take a year, it can take two years, it can be long term. Um, really depends on the impact of uh, child sexual abuse. So we would meet the, the child and the parent or the foster parent and the child would go into a playroom with the therapist and they would, you know, um, it would be free play, um, it would be messy play, um, we'd use music um, and for teenagers we can talk and sometimes they talk about um, how they feel and the impact of being abused by one of their parents um, and they would may talk about dissociation and not feeling like they're in their body. Um, so we use many different tools but it's client-led and it's child-led and it's about the child and the family and the, 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 the care and the parent and how how do we best support them where the child's at? So sometimes it's um, even talking to the, the parent around how to help their child sleep um, at night. Um, you know, you know what would help with that? Um, um, and then sometimes it can be even doing stuff around touch, you know, and appropriate touch, and you know, with the parent and the child in the room or, or the carer, the foster parent. Um, so we have loads of different ways, but I think it's really important that it's at the child's pace and what they're comfortable because they've come from a world where they feel unsafe and they come in to carry and we want them to feel safe. We want them to trust us and we want them to go on their journey whatever that will look like mm-hmm. and um, it's very difficult to, to even imagine how much trauma and how deep the trauma would be in a situation like this but you do get good outcomes oh absolutely you know what um, you, you know it is you know children have had this impact and they come into us and it's you know we would we would smile we would laugh and we joke and you know after some sessions children would give you a hug and say thanks you know see you next week you know so it's not while it is difficult you know um, the children really benefit from it um, and again it's about that relationship and the relationship is key knowing that they're with people that they can really trust can I ask you about even this discussion here, Emer? Um, I know it can be triggering for some survivors, and I hope that's not the case, but it can also prompt or alert other people who may be concerned about children in their lives. And what should those people do? What, what do you think? What is your message to them? My message to them is to use their voices. We need to protect our children. They are our future. Um, and also, can I just say that we need, you know, Carrie also needs state, more state funding to reduce her waiting list and to help the children that are currently on our waiting list. So I would suggest that they talk to someone and we have a helpline um, mm-hmm. that they can contact. And the number is, am I okay to give the number? Yes, please. Yeah. All right. 0818-924-567. And that number is is open Monday to Friday, isn't that right? Nine to five. That's absolutely nine to five. Absolutely. And there is um, on our website, there can be a call back where if people want um, us to call them back, they just fill the form out on the, the website and we can get back to them as well. Okay, and I think um, as well when we look at child sexual abuse. Sorry, Cormac. When we no, look no, at child sexual abuse, on, yeah. it's it's not it's not it's trying not to be afraid to say something. You know, there's a lot of stigma around child sexual abuse. We need to hear the children's voices, and we need to be able to respond to them. We need to get the support from them that they need, and they need to be safe. Okay, well that number again is oh eight one eight nine two. Four five six seven. Emer O'Neill, National Head of Therapy at uh, Cary. Thank you very much indeed for joining us on the program.